Welcome to Brave and Boss, a podcast for the purpose-driven founder who wants to grow their e-commerce business. I'm your host, Christy Sumer. I'm the CEO and founder of the Ethical Fashion Line Encircled, a conscious business coach and passionate about helping you break through your limits and build a brand that matters. Let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the second episode of season two of Brave and Boss, the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. It's Christy Sumer, your host. And today I'm talking about a topic that I am super excited to talk about. Basically, today we're covering off five ways your newsletter attitude is holding you back. So not five ways to write better newsletters, but five ways that the way that you think about writing a newsletter in your business is holding you back from growing your business and ultimately making more money and whatever that means for you, whether that's moving full-time into your business or hiring employees, all those things could be impeded by exactly what you're doing with your email. So if anybody knows anything about me and my business is that I love email. I love email for Encircled, my fashion line, because I just find it's a great place where you can storytell and you can speak one-to-one to your customers. And obviously as well, it's very connected to your e-commerce store. So immediately you can connect either to your blog or to a product. Um, and it makes it very trackable and makes it easy to um, look at the return on investment of your time spent in that channel. I also feel like it's an extreme privilege to have these people's emails. So Um, It motivates me to produce a lot of value in the emails that we do create. Um, So I consider myself to be pretty good at email. I think I could always be better and I'm learning as I go, but we do a lot of stuff right in that channel. And our goal this year at Encircled is to continue to grow our email subscribers um, by developing an even more engaging opt-in, which will be released in a few days, which is exciting. So if you are listening to this a few days, not sure when this is going live actually. So um, I think around this time of year, it's taking a little bit longer to load podcasts. So uh, potentially this may be, um, it may be live on our site in circle.ca or in circle.co by the time you listen to this. So hop on over there and see if you can see our new email opt-in because it's looking pretty cool. Um, so the five things that I think you need to think about and reframe in your mind to write better newsletters, let's dig into those. And I'm going to talk about each one of them. And then at the end, we'll do a little bit of summary and get you guys on the path to taking some action about your newsletter. So the first attitude that I think you need to let go of is that statement that I don't want to email my customers too much. And one of the reasons why you want to let go of that is because Honestly, like these people who have given you their email, as I talked about, it's a privilege for sure to have it, but they gave it to you for a reason. They didn't give it to you to store away in a box and speak to them once a year when you have something mind blowing to say. They gave you their email because they want to stay in regular contact with you. They want to know what's going on in your business. They want to know what's the latest update um, and they want to stay connected to your brand So that's a major privilege. And I think by not speaking to your customer often enough, you're not really building a real relationship with them. And you're truly missing out on 
potentially creating a stronger connection with your customer, which could lead to customer referrals in the future, could lead to potentially sales in the future and revenue, and also just a genuine greater bond with your business and your brand. So don't be afraid to email your customers. Don't be afraid to do that. If you have an email newsletter list that is, you know, people have consented to opt in to receive information from you, then push yourself to get onto a more regular schedule. I often had, um, when I was doing more coaching, I would have coaching clients who emailed once a month. And I have to say, like, if you don't have enough content to put into a newsletter more than once a month, I'm not sure what you're doing in your business. There needs to be more stuff going on then. You need to be generating more content. And content doesn't have to be launching products. That's where I think it gets confusing. You don't have to just send out a newsletter when you launch a product. There's many other things that you can do in your newsletter. So that leads me perfectly into the second attitude you need to lose about your newsletter. And that is that, you know, that phrase, I don't want to talk about my products or be too salesy. So again, like that could be one of the objectives of your newsletter is to share updates on your products and get sales. But ultimately, um, you are a business and if you're not showcasing your products, you're likely not going to generate any revenue. And this is not a charity. You are running a business. You have expenses in your business. If you are a larger business, you're definitely paying for that email software. It's not free and it can get up there. I think we pay around $200 a month right now for our email software, um, among other systems. And you need to make your money back on all the stuff that you're using to, um, send um, these email newsletters. So I really think that there's also ways to frame your newsletter in different ways. You don't always have to be talking about products. One great thing you can do is you can do roundups. So you can highlight influencers who have been wearing your products or using your products and, you know, link back to their photos on Instagram. You can write a blog post and put it on your blog that you think would be really relevant to your customer and share it in your newsletter. Your newsletter doesn't always have to be, you know, here's my newest product or here's all the products we sell. How about you write an inspiring story about why you designed a certain product? How about you share an event that's coming up? Or how about you solicit some advice on some product you're thinking about developing or share some behind the scenes? There's so much stuff you can talk about in your business. And I think as business owners, we take it for granted that it's not quote unquote interesting to us because we're living it every day. But to an outsider who's not in our day-to-day business, it's really interesting to see what goes on. I mean, even myself running a business now, like... I'm curious what goes on in other people's business. Like what, how do they spend their days? Like, are they doing photo shoots for Instagram or are they like at her majesty's pleasure, which is this awesome nail bar with champagne in Toronto, sipping on champagne while getting their nails done. I'm just so curious how people operate their business. Um, so think about different ways you can connect with your customer through your newsletter and don't be afraid to put products in there if it makes sense and do it in a way that is authentic and real to your brand. Because ultimately, your goal with your newsletter at the end of the day um, is to make money. So the third attitude I want you to lose is that attitude that sales aren't for me. And what I mean that is that people are afraid to discount or have promotions through their newsletter. 
And one particular retail holiday that's coming up is Black Friday and Cyber Monday. And I see a lot of smaller brands opting out of it. And this is, I don't know, it's kind of upsets me and it's kind of a double-edged sword for me because I run a brand that's about doing more with less and experiences over things. But I also believe in the power of shifting our consumers in society to supporting more ethical brands and sustainable brands. And what better time to do that where often prices the barrier from shopping more sustainably and more ethically than on Black Friday and Cyber Monday, because you as a brand can offer a discount that makes sense for your business or a gift with purchase or something like that. And they as a consumer can get that discount and get introduced to your brand and hopefully fall in love with it and understand why your products are so amazing and then come back and buy them at full price. Um, and there's so much momentum out there. Everybody's talking about these types of sales. So saying that sales aren't for you or you don't want to be too promotional is you're really missing out. And when I see brands like um, REI in the States and Everlane opting out of Black Friday, um, you know, that's cool for them because those brands get tens of millions of dollars worth of press for free by doing that. But as a little brand, not many people are standing on the sidelines giving you a standing ovation for that. Let's be real. Um, I'm definitely not doing that. I think it's a great occasion to do a sale in a way that feels good for you. So maybe, for example, if you don't do a discount, maybe you have a free gift with purchase. Maybe everybody gets, you know, a free, I don't know, um, jewelry cleaning cloth with every purchase. Or maybe you can do a bundle. So maybe you can give a discount if somebody buys two pairs of earrings and a necklace together. There's ways to structure sales that aren't entirely just 10% off or 50% off. Um, so don't feel like you have to be pressured to put that kind of thing on. Alternatively, you could do something like donate something for every sale instead of doing a sale. You have to feel out what feels right for your brand, but I definitely think that not participating in sales that consumers are typically accepting um, expecting in your market, like Cyber Monday, Black Friday in Canada, Boxing Day would be one of them as well. And all those retail holidays, let's call them out how they are, Valentine's Day, et cetera, et cetera, is a big mess because tying into seasonal um, sales and promotions is a great way to capitalize on momentum that's out there and showcase your brand. So the fourth attitude I think you need to let go of to be more successful with your email newsletter is um, you want to talk about all the things in your newsletter and you basically use it as a mind dump for all the updates that you have going on in your business. So I think this is indicative of a lack of focus. And what I talked about at the beginning is I tend to see this approach where somebody talks about everything at once in their newsletter from brands who aren't emailing their customers enough. So the result is because they're not emailing enough, they build up all the stuff they want to tell people. And then their newsletter comes out and it's like, you know, uh, highlights from a previous event, upcoming events, new products, you know, relaunches, um, a story about a friend or some influencer stuff. Like there's just like too much information in there. And then there's no focus and it's really hard to create a call to action for the person that's actually reading 
the newsletter. Cause like, what do you really want them to do? Set aside 45 minutes and read your newsletter. Like that's not realistic. Um, people don't have that kind of time or interest or energy of doing that. You have to be respectful of their time. As I mentioned, like it's a privilege to get into their inbox and give them kind of bite-sized bits of information. So if you feel like you're having too much jumbled content in your newsletter, and it's not focused enough, then split up your newsletters. Try and go once every two weeks, maybe instead of once a month, or maybe weekly instead of bi-weekly. There's lots of options out there. You don't have to become the gap and send out a newsletter every single day. Um, but I will say, like as you get bigger and bigger, what I've seen with Encircled is that we sometimes do have to send out multiple newsletters a week because we just have so much going on and the two things are important, but they're competing with each other. So as an example, this week, um, as I mentioned, we're relaunching our opt-in uh, for our email newsletter and we also launched a product and I felt like, you know, these should be separate. So we're sending them out separately. And do I feel bad about that? Not necessarily. I think the people who are interested in the product are going to get that quick soundbite about the product and they'll pre-order it or they they won't. And then people who are interested in the opt-in will really get to focus on that and learn more about that. And either way, if they were in the same newsletter, it'd be distracting. So I think letting go of that attitude that like your newsletter is, you know, this catch-all for all this information that your customer wants to know is an attitude that will hold you back. You really need to think about what is it that your customer wants to hear from you? Like, do they even care that you went to this craft show and that it was really successful? Like, is that relevant to somebody who's in Australia, for example? Like, do they really care? Like, maybe they're happy that it was successful for you, but maybe they care more about, like, the new product you're designing, or maybe they care more about when the heck you're going to come to Australia? <laughs> like, so stuff like that. So try and really focus in on who your ideal customer is, who's reading your newsletter, and how you can be a conveyor of value to them in their life. So the fifth way your newsletter attitude is really holding you back, and this is the last one, is I hate promoting people to sign up for my list. And the result of this is that if you're not growing your newsletter list, you'll eventually stagnate your sales from the newsletter channel, the email channel in general. Um, so it's really important to continuously be adding people to your newsletter list because inevitably with every email you send, you are going to get people who unsubscribe. And I listen to a lot of podcasts and um, there's a lot of great podcasts there about list building and stuff like that. I think one that I recommend to everybody is Amy Porterfield's podcast, Online Marketing Made Easy. Um, she does a lot of talk about list building strategies and how to grow your list strategically. But I think you're going to get people who unsubscribe from your podcast and, or not your podcast, well, you may get that too, <laughs> but from your newsletter. And that's okay because that just means like every time we send in a newsletter, I mean, if, even every time I send out this newsletter to announce a new podcast episode, I'm not even selling anything. People unsubscribe and that's okay. Um, and every time we send out a newsletter from Encircle, we get a ton of unsubscribes, not like an alarming amount, but you get a lot. As your list grows bigger, you get more and more people unsubscribing. So that's why you always have to be adding new people because there's always going to be some sort of attrition from your list. People are going to get tired of your content or maybe they're doing a minimalist thing, thing with their inbox and they just want no clutter or maybe something you said in your newsletter that one time triggered them and they unsubscribed and maybe they'll come back later. But, you know, you really want to um, continuously be feeding that funnel to grow your newsletter. 
Um, because if you're not growing, they say you're dying and that's kind of true in newsletters. So you have to talk about your newsletter list. And I always recommend putting your links on your social media pages, like on your Instagram profile or your Facebook page about page and periodically doing posts on those channels to drive people to your newsletter. Because I think it's just something that needs to be continuously talked about no matter how often you talk about it, somebody will not have seen it. And so there's always that option. You can also do paid ads to grow your list for sure. You can do strategies like having pop-ups on your website and just by driving more traffic to your website, you can get a lot of email opt-ins. You can push people to a landing page where that's really the only option they have is to opt-in to your email list. Um, and there's many ways to do that. But I think if you're offering somebody some great value in exchange for their email, then you should feel proud promoting it. So for Encircled, we have this um, 16 page minimalist wardrobe workbook that took a really long time to put together and a lot of resources and a lot of money. And we promote that for free. So you sign up for a list, you get this book, you can print it, um, share it with your friends, whatever. And it's great value. So I think people are happy to sign up for our list. Um, sometimes if you're giving people not that much value, like let's say you're giving them a one-time $10 off coupon, you may lose them. So you really have to think about that value exchange. Like what can you give people that would be really massively interesting and valuable, um, for your customer and that's somewhat related to your product. And that becomes really difficult. I think with product-based businesses to figure out what that could be. Um, a lot of us tend to gravitate towards discounts and free shipping and, or like a contest or something like that. But those are very ubiquitous things, contests in particular, like win a $50 gift card opt into my email. It almost seems like fake to me. Like it, are they actually giving away that gift card or is that just a trick? Um, so instead offering something, um, really cool, I think could be an option. Like let's say you s- I don't know. Let's say you have a line of handbags. You could put together a PDF of like your top favorite um, five influencers and their must-haves in their everyday purses. Like there could be stuff like that. People always love to peek inside other people's bags and see what's in there. I think that's really interesting. Um, maybe you're a jewelry brand. And one of the things I find with jewelry too is like figuring out what goes together. So maybe you could do a bunch of flowers of how to style jewelry and put it into a PDF. Like there's so many options out there. So definitely I encourage you to be creative with that. Be very proud about what you're offering people in exchange for opting into your newsletter. And therefore you can be really proud about promoting your newsletter list and growing it. So those are the four attitudes I think you need to lose to grow your newsletter. And these ultimately are holding you back in your business because All these attitudes keep you playing small and we want to move you forward. We want to help you grow your business and get you motivated to talk more about your business and be more confident and comfortable speaking to people about your brand. And I know that doesn't come naturally to everybody. And for sure, for me um, personally, I can say that um, I spent a long time kind of like hiding behind my business and now I'm very much out front of it. And that can be a weird transition for people, um, especially if you're not somebody who loves the limelight. And contrary to what you would see on social media, I don't actually love the limelight. I don't really love having my picture taken. Um, 
But I do realize it's important for my business to stay top of mind. And even using my personal channels to talk about my business is important with the lack of reach you get on um, business accounts nowadays, too. So don't be afraid to talk about your business and what you're doing. I mean, of course, you don't want to like harass people with it. But sharing what's going on is kind of really interesting, probably to a lot of your friends and followers. So don't be afraid to share that. Alrighty, so that was our five newsletter attitudes that are holding you back. Um, what to expect over the next month is going to be kind of more episodes like this because um, I just don't have time to do interviews right now because of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but I hope to do some in January, if not maybe in late December. I've got a lot of cool guests on my list. And if you want to apply to be on the show, go to christysumer.com and look under podcast. And there's a link to an application form that you can sign up and I'll put you in the queue and we can talk and see if it's a fit. All right. Thanks for listening and have yourself a wonderful day and we'll talk to you soon. Good luck with Cyber Monday and Black Friday. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Brave and Boss, the podcast. If you want to take your e-commerce brand to the next level, be sure to check out my website at christysumer.com, where you can find all the show notes, free resources, and blog posts and principles to help you grow your online store. You can also follow me at K-R-I-S-T-I-S-O-O-M-E-R on Instagram. Find your purpose, make it happen. I'll talk to you soon.